Hello, and welcome back to the Patrick Screen Tea Podcast. This episode is kind of heavy. I was going through a personal crisis at the time that halted my lifelong dream of becoming a writer and caused me to become lost. Since the recording of this episode, I have continued looking for alternate career paths and am currently pursuing some combination of documentary and concert recording, and I'm very content with these potential jobs. The current pandemic is making it really difficult to get started, but I am definitely not the only one in that situation. That's it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. Welcome to the Patrick's Green Tea episode. Oh, I almost I almost had that right. Welcome to Patrick's Green Tea um, episode date, whatever, April, uh, I mean, May 4th. 2019. Uh, man, I've had a night. I had an intense listen to uh, "Why I Wait" by uh, Kitten, the band Kitten, and it was quite good quite good I love that song and that album like uh, 75% of that album I really like Um, oh maybe maybe more maybe 80 but anyway it's like their music is an experience uh, sometimes even the poppy songs are really catchy really catchy but the ones that aren't meant to be catchy the more experimental weird stuff is just so good such an experience why i wait especially g sharp is like their token song from that album in my mind at least that's that's the thing that introduced me to them um and i sort of treat the song as a separate entity uh beyond the album you know so i have a personal bias but i think that uh uh, either way the album is really good so this is me recording an episode after a long hiatus um, I don't even know if I'm going to release these to the general public now. The podcast. Because uh, now I'm, I've been taking on responsibilities that... And I, I'm looking for potential responsibilities in the future that um, require no prior substance use or no current substance use. Like... Um, the Freemasons and um, potentially what's that group called Uh, the one where it's just like student volunteers right after college and high school Um, fuck the AmeriCorps Peace Corps something like that one of those youth groups that my uh, <clears throat> longtime childhood friend is currently in. Ah, uh, anyway. I don't really want to be talking. My throat's so dry. Uh, maybe I should talk. I haven't talked in a long time. This podcast, I don't know if I, I've probably said it before, is kind of like therapy for me. Yeah, I've definitely said that before. Um, but it's it's really good to be able to just like vent and talk to something that may or may not be heard you know 
Anyway, what am I holding in my hands? My left hands. They are the uh, flip books from this random crate I saw on the sidewalk. I should have taken a picture of the crate, but I didn't. Um, some, like I saw a bunch of books that were just there. First of all, it was like little books, like instruction manuals or something. I saw flip books. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe this is like a create your own flip book. But it, it's actually a bunch of like three by four or three by five inch little books that are flip books with printed photography so it's like a like a super high res picture in like a three by five inch little frame and just like strung together into like a long flip book i don't know how many pages this is probably like uh oh i have no idea uh if it was like say it's like 20 frames per second takes like three and a half seconds to go through so uh 60 70 frames probably around there there's the first frame is just a stick like a cartoon drawing of a stick like the signature of the artist or the name of the thing whatever and then the rest is a full french braid or some braid i can just look it up but i don't want to drop the i'll look it up hang on these books are hard to open ah when you're holding like a stack of fucking six of them. Uh, radio silence cannot exist in my world. What am I looking for? The name of fucking braid. Uh, where is it? Okay, so it's uh, full photography of this one braid. Oh, okay, the stick twist. The stick, the stick twist. You probably could hear that. I don't know why I was screaming. The stick twist braid is uh, it's like a full <clears throat> flip book of photography of someone doing the slick twist from behind basically <laughs> that one didn't need to be so complicated but yeah and uh, at the end of the book is drawn instructions of how to do it yourself um that are like more keyframed than like full frames, you know. Animators will know what that means. Basically, like with a lot of the actual images, images cut out, so you actually follow along. Oh, I've never like considered that. Never thought of that. Um, uh, maybe I should just define keyframes. Keyframes are like the main. So, like, say you want a character to move across a screen, like walk across the screen uh, you draw first if you're going keyframing um, that method you draw each major position of the walk so the right and left leg fully extended at, uh, right in front of left and then the legs fully extended left in front of right and so on just like doop 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 so the character is walking across the screen without even moving his legs except the change of position then you draw the uh, the ones the frames between that where one leg is passing directly over the other. Um, and then you do, you fill that in, and then you do the quarter frames, you know, and then you keep going, 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 until you have, and the more you have, the more frames you have, the more smooth the animation is, because you can see more. It's not all jittery. Um, but basically, back to my flipbooks, keyframes are 
or this book is in both normal frames and keyframes. So uh, the keyframes are like like it's weird to think that the human brain can learn more just looking at keyframes, like in those how-to articles and how to tie a tie. Like we're very good at filling in the blanks, but when the blanks are all filled in, it's it's like more emotional I guess um, like it feels like real life there's no like barrier so it, it's a really hard to learn how to do something at uh, just by watching or I don't know if it's harder but it's different I don't know it's a long train of thought please forgive me <laughs> for that long ramble Good, we're still recording. That was only eight minutes, so I felt like 20 or 30. Ah. Probably felt like 20 or 30 to you too, listening to that fucking... This guy just turned left onto a crosswalk. That's fucking dumb. Thanks, bro. There's a man with a dark blue suit and red pants. Like, ah, what color red? What's the close? Uh, like beet red, beet red, but like brighter, more saturation, and a dark blue jacket. Like, I think very dark brown shoes, and it's very interesting. The guy next to him also has a blue suit, I think, but it's very much darker. Yeah, it's so dark that in the shadow it looks black. On direct light, it looks blue. Oh. I'm in Union Square Park right now. I'm trying to narrate my entire night. Sorry if I keep getting like plosives, like pfft, that sound into the, the mic. It's just hard, you know. I know it's really noisy out here, and if my voice is significantly louder than everything around me, then I'll be able to be distinguished from the noise. I'm sorry that these levels are probably going to be disgusting all over the place. I like to get closer and scream more into the mic. From what I remember from listening back to my like first few podcasts, which is all that I've listened to as of right now, um, I am pretty easily heard and understood. A lot more than I um, picture myself as being, you know, when I'm not listening to the episodes. I perceive myself to be much less uh, fluent in English, I guess, much, much less understandable. And, um, yeah, there's been a lot of breaks in my sentences, Ugh. like pauses. Sorry to make it last so long. It's annoying. My brain's taking a long, longer time to process. Oh. Tonight, I'll talk about my life. Um. Well, weed and me have had a weird relationship over the past few weeks, as I've alluded to by saying, like, um, that it's not it's not very much accepted among um, 
you know, prestigious things. I don't know about that. It's amongst the things that I actually want to do now at this point. Like, it affects me. Um, And it potentially, if the wrong thing happens, it could potentially bar me from entry to certain groups or certain really cool activities. Um, So, basically, that's, like, caused me to wonder whether I really want to release this podcast. Let me check my battery. Sorry. 70%. We're good. Um, also, I think at this point with all the music and stuff I've put into my podcast, I've recorded a lot of both me podcasting and music with sparseness in the words. Like once I get a guitar or piano, I just keep playing. Um, it's made me wonder whether the release of the podcast is even worth it. All this combined. Um, I should probably keep going, though. Like, my gut tells me... Like, my sort of, like, moral code is informing me. And, like, coming up with the conclusion that... Um, forget it that basically I can't do everything and some things will conflict with other things either by them disqualifying me for things or just preventing me from doing them some other way like my devotion of time into those things will take away my time from other things especially like devotion itself you know how much time you're going to allocate in a week or your life or however you want to look at it in a day huh but it makes me think maybe I should like like strongly consider things that require a lot of devotion because that's the equivalent of like just saying like if you don't even want to look at the pros of that at all and just look at the cons but like cons that like are things that will happen it's um Devoting yourself to a time-consuming passion is the equivalent of just closing the doors on probably like 10 or 20 other of your passions, you know, or things that you could be passionate about. So that thought right there, kind of, and like that thought and a bunch of other thoughts that I've had have really um, been convincing me out of pursuing sound as a career, sound recording. But, like, that's the path I'm currently on, I think. And I've had a weird relationship with weed and my career and everything and how I want to live my life. Because I had a crisis recently. Oh, I guess I hadn't made a podcast since that. Um... I sort of had a massive philosophical like crisis with myself that I've never had to that degree, I don't think. Um, being so lost, you know, I was wondering, I was talking myself out of becoming a writer, and I successfully did it. Like. And it wasn't 
just like a completely original thought. It came from me having to develop the screenplay of this work in uh, my class preparing the screenplay, happily named. Um, and it was just brutal coming up with ideas on the, on the fly every week with uh, sight and sound filmmaking and then and that's my the class with uh, we we'd go out and shoot like short films and edit them and make them every week every two weeks going between that and coming up with ideas for my screenplay which I didn't put super I didn't put too much stock in I just chose that premise out of the blue and then at a certain point of development probably around choosing the midpoint at the mid when we got all the assignments into um, like brainstorming midpoints right that was when things started to get bad great leading up to it and then bad as soon as that hit um, I'm over explaining this so much sorry and uh, I had to choose which one I wanted to pursue which midpoint and then once I did time went on and I had to come up with um, the actual story for the thing in like a rough form and that was okay from what I remember I don't really remember that aspect I remember it kind of being easy um, but then after that I had to actually What was the next step? I think I had to actually write the story up to a certain point. I think up to the midpoint. Was that difficult? I can't even remember. I'm really trying to map this out for myself more than anything. Um, so if this is redundant and like taking too long for you, you can keep going and skip ahead, but I need to figure this out. Um, because this was a major moment. Like, I've wanted to be a writer since I was a child. Like, everyone said, suggested to me that I'd be a writer that I really cared about, like parents and teachers and everything. Um, I, I kept writing and really, really enjoyed it, you know. But, like, I'm trying to think of where the disconnect is of what specifically about writing made me hate it. Okay, so I get, the, I get to the midpoint, and then when filling in the rest of the story, um, I, I wrote the outline, the finished outline, up to the end oh, on a road trip to Philly. No, not Philly. Oh, I guess Philadelphia first, and then um, Pigeon Forge and Nashville. So... I did that, and it was absolutely brutal finishing this uh, outline because, like, this, the ideas would not come to me. But the thing is, at that point, I remember being—I remember there being a point previous to that where, like, I was up all night trying to figure out ideas, and just they would not come to me. Sight and sound film too. It was just like wrestling with my mind to such a like an extreme and it not producing anything is a super super frustrating uh, position to be in for me like and that made writing not worth it 
or there's also this point that I distinctly remember where I had the time to do more intensive stuff with my work for class, my writing class, and really working with the characters. I was going to have like a written, uh, free written interview with one of the, with uh, the main character to try to figure out like his flaws and things. And I, I remember distinctly choosing uh, over that, choosing something else over that. too loud here and I remember that being like the beginning of the end for my enjoyment of the writing class um, but a chain of events that I wasn't conscious of you know just not being prepared not having a fully developed character walking to class with that um, so Uh, it was maybe to the second act turn after the midpoint what was the midpoint I should just look back at my assignments I keep an agenda I'm so sorry for the noise I'm gonna, uh, I hate this alright you're gonna have to deal with this this absence of my voice and just like the city streets Maybe that's cool to do. Maybe I should stop talking. Maybe not. Right, they have a plot structure of reference film. That was okay. That was pretty procedural. I had to label the plot structure of... I had to watch a reference film, which I chose to be a superhero... Uh, no. Last action hero. My um, actual film is titled A Superhero Story. But... I referenced Last Action Hero because I watched it as a kid and I really liked it. People smoking weed here. It smells good. Um, a bunch of vagrants like myself. Um, and my film is titled, uh, you know, whatever I said, a superhero story. And what it's about is. A superhero that is made aware that he is a superhero and he goes crazy. Like, that's been the seed, the seedling in my head forever. Or for, like, years of a story that I, you know, I, I explored it once when I was in seventh grade. Um, I just put two characters together and then the, the resolution was that, and the, the moral was that um, every time a story hits the end, it just traps characters um, and it's like this eternal torture of just reliving so I was kind of, it wasn't really fully fleshed out especially not to a two hour plot but for whatever reason when I was told to make a concept for a two hour screenplay I chose that and uh, my ultimate uh, premise was a guy it was going to be a derivative of my um, my magnum opus story which is just, I don't know what the state of that is. I want to, I've, I keep adding to it conceptually, my, uh, my big story that's been like, not haunting me, but haunting me in a good way um, since high school. 
that like it needs to be written like it has this momentum of its own this energy of its own that's like propelling it forward and it's just like I'm at the mercy of this story basically but anyway my screenplay my screenwriting class alternate um, for the thing I was going to write was going to be something that was a derivative of my magnum opus piece and this particular story was about a guy living in the future where there's this drug that's like super intense super um, dissociative but create makes people have like intense telepathic telekinetic powers that they can't control like it just makes the brain into this uh, basically makes you trip and also have in mental influence over the world um, so like imagine a telekinetic on an acid trip like a bad trip um, and it's just such a cool idea when I came but it, I, I thought of it inherently as derivative to my story because there was an element that I wanted it to conclude with of the protagonist the man because the, his wife disappears or dies or something and he's tasked with finding her and he has to take this drug to escape into this alternate reality and find her um, and I want my magnum opus piece to feature that sort of transcendental layer um, that I don't want to ruin with this you know I mean like it could be worth exploring but something about that idea makes me feel like I'd be ruining my story exploring too much territory before it's ready um because then at a certain point, if I'm just writing the same story, people are going to notice the similarities. I don't think they're going to really care. Whatever. Uh, but. I realize I've been talking about that class this whole time and straight away from my general interest in writing. But I don't know. It's stressful to think about my current situation. Because right now I don't really feel like I have a direction or a passion. Like I felt like the passion of my writing die in a certain moment when I was... I really sat down with myself... Well, first, I think I had a, a weed experience walking through Central Park where I decided, like fully decided, to be a writer. And that was a huge, like that entire week, I was completely focused on changing my major to anything that would support just strictly writing. And then I went through all the steps of like researching it. Well, I would have to do transfer and everything. But what happened was... Um, the deadline to transfer to submit a transfer application was that week Friday it was currently Sunday and I had my entire ske week schedule filled out because of work so I had no time to do it um, to really put thought into doing this and I could have still just sent the application and uh, bided my time and continued thinking about it but just the stress of having to do this on top of everything else was it felt like it would be unfair to the uh 
the whole thing. And I feel like I wouldn't be prepared to make that decision right now, you know. Because around this time or a week ago, um, I would have had to have made that decision to transfer to another college. Um, but I was ready. I had a lot of doubt, though. But it was it felt like the first time my passions and like genuine purpose was fulfilled in such a long time. Well, not not such a long time, but it was just like, oh, I, I know this feeling. I remember this feeling. This is when I know what, I, like, my gut is completely sa- like satisfied with uh, something I do. Like something completely matches up with my like like divine purpose, and it was like it felt very very um, powerful. But after like consulting with my family and all this stuff they seemed very discouraging about um, changing majors and I was thinking about how like this film thing is such a big opportunity that a lot of people don't really um, a lot of people envy even within other schools Um, and I feel like I'm wasting someone else's opportunity maybe no not really it just like I should be happy about this opportunity when I'm not, you know, it's a hard place to be in. I know, like, first world problem, whatever, but, like, it's my, it's, like, regardless, I live in a first world, so I can't escape that, and it's just, this is affecting, like, how the rest of my life is going to go. So regardless of where I am, culturally, economically, like, my entire life, it will be enveloped pretty much in that bubble, in that sort of state of being. Oh. Unless, like, you know, some major world war just completely redefines uh, our civilization like globally and like radically quickly you know but anyway these flip books are nice (laughs) I still have them in my my hands it's starting to rain and I saw on the forecast it's going to start raining in the midnight to like early a.m.s range maybe I should get out of the rain (laughs) maybe I went out a few days ago to smoke, I think, you know, literally yesterday, and um, it poured on me. I was out when I didn't even look at the forecast, and it started to drizzle like it is now. Like it was, like, a little heavier like it was earlier, and, uh, man, it just kept ramping up, and then at one point it just poured, and it was so, like, to not have an umbrella, to just have my phone and wallet it was such like a intense experience but i was on a facetime call so i couldn't fully experience it Ugh. which kind of peeved me a little bit not not i shouldn't say it like that like peeved me but just like anyway ah water on the pavement smells good how long is this 34 i'll keep it going then i'll smoke another one Maybe. What time is it? 
1222. What does that mean for me? Uh, freaking responsibilities, dude. That'll be the death of me. Literally, I keep want like I, realizing that I really want more, like a second hit when my heart high starts to die. It's that's not an enjoyable feeling. I mean, no, it's uh, it's annoying that my brain makes that an instinct. Like, oh, it's going away. Give us more. Maybe it's not a bad thing. I don't know. That's the thing. My relationship with marijuana has been like definitely flavored by um all the new stuff about being barred from entry from certain places and you know finding out that if you're caught publicly smoking you can get your scholarships taken away like that's heavy shit and that like actually affects me um and would significantly alter the course of my life uh, but anyway the counterpoint to that is that um uh, what's the counterpoint that fuck <laughs> it's gone from my head it's a positive thing what is it oh <laughs> uh, the hell man what was I even talking about not no not now not now my memory I don't know fuck that's completely gone Oh yeah, marijuana. Um, the counterpoint to that is that um, marijuana and all the things that I could do while still doing it are very plentiful. And there's plenty of things, you know. I can enjoy many different lives that include marijuana in it, you know. And to add on to that, like, being confused with uh, whether I want to be a writer right now it's just like I'm seeking all these other alternative ways of life not like alternative like cultures and alternative standards of living per se just like different jobs and this is not what I was going to say but um, this is a better thought I think I keep seeing favorable opinions of 9 to 5 jobs of like the, the jobs the club music uh, the jobs I'm looking into like sound mixing on films and everything um, the the hours that they demand people just like keep saying I wish I just had a 9 to 5 or I don't know if people said that maybe one person said that but I was thinking like with hours like 12 a day or 18 a day or whatever on film sets like Is 9 to 5 preferable to that? When I'm trying to avoid a 9 to 5 and have a job that's better? You know, that's like frustrating. That I went to school and I'm spending money to do something that's like... Ah, uh, worse than ba I, what I thought was bare minimum. You know? Or like, the, the lifestyles I've been imagining coming out of this school have all been very much freedom-oriented... Um, flexibility oriented in terms of hours like and all the all the jobs that seem open to me right now are neither that aren't writing you know 
But I feel like writing is just a complete gamble, you know, at this point. Or potential waste if I end up hating working with my brain beyond just coming up with story ideas, you know, actually developing them. But then I, ha I kept having a creeping thought. My gut was telling me that, why are you um, giving up after one attempt, you know, at writing? I thought a core principle of myself was, you know, not giving up. I kept hearing the phrase, like, I've wanted to quit so many times. Or, you know, not to escape, run away from failure. And for a while it felt like I was doing that. By this one writing class being like a failed experiment. When I enjoyed every single one up to that one. Um... I was wondering with myself whether I was just giving up and not giving it a fair shot, you know? Because I gave it a shot, but I don't know if it was a fair shot. And then that sort of thought weaned away, and right now I'm just like, I have no sort of feeling of what my gut is orienting me towards. I feel completely lost. Um, right now I've been, the past week, like, seeing that my assignments were spread out, I just started smoking a lot of weed, like, every day or two days skip a day keep going every day um just a lot every night to fill my nights um because the sort of existential crisis I was in and like just like depression I was in before this was just not worth going back to I think I'm kind of scared um not gonna lie about my future oh because now all my other interests, my alternative interests, they require, a, at this point in my life, you know, I would have to regress to like high school level in terms of the time commitment I'm making to school and completely start over with college, you know, if I wanted to become like a physicist or engineer or something and then even then at a certain point what if I don't like that you know what if that ends up being the 9 to 5 job I hate I mean I think coding potentially if I had to think like uh, that has the most job opportunity in terms of my interests um, but the thing is I, the, I, after doing all this research on 9 to 5 jobs and alternative lifestyles I uh I see that there's a lot of stuff I didn't even consider. There's a lot of stuff I didn't even consider. I kind of mumbled that sentence, sorry. Um, like civil engineering, environmental engineering, which my friend is doing, and I, re I um, really admire and respect this friend. He's going to University of Southern Maine, I believe, and studying these things. And like, I thought he was just studying environmental science, um, but no, there's an entire like, environmental engineering thing out there, you know, career focus. So, didn't know that. I keep considering, you know, because I've always enjoyed nature and working for that trail development company, or uh, not company, but group, working for my town and clearing the trails. Um, I really enjoyed that being in nature. And have considered, not, but not looked into 
being a park ranger. Um, but I feel like that would be a waste of... Uh, I don't know. Why do I not like that? Because part of me wants has this elitist mindset of becoming the best. I don't know if that's elitist, but... This obsessed mindset of becoming, like, the best of what I do. Or, like, a recognizable name and, you know... Because an elitist part of me believes that I have work in my head that would be worth that recognition you know or at least at least i'm at the very least better than a lot of the popular people or famous people currently you know like i that's what an artist has to feel at to some degree that their work is better than others in some fashion or at least worth sharing um so huh so I don't know. Impasse is the uh, the name of the game tonight. Impasse. To so try to track what else has happened in my life, um, and add that to the file of like why things are the way they are right now. Um, I did get a girlfriend between last podcast and this one like last spoken one maybe maybe I did a podcast since we started dating but um I don't think it was I did a straight talking one anyway um she is great and that's like amazing um like I feel like Sometimes I feel like I'm not as appreciative of, as I should be, but I like she's told me and I've told myself that you know I'm plenty appreciative. But the um, what? What am I thinking? Like I, the thoughts are just escaping me. Um. Oh, uh, just the fact of being in a relationship where everything's going great and like I have a great romantic future ahead of me um that has made me how has that affected me well it's made me less panicked definitely and I'm I'm thinking seriously seriously about my career for the first time in a long time uh when before it was just thinking about you know girls and my and my um, issue with my ex, my, my not issue with her, but like a, an issue in my brain that regards her, you know. Because I, I was just hooked on her for forever after uh, that breakup. So like it prevented me from really developing, I think, in terms of uh, finding goals for myself. Uh, although, I don't know, when you're single and obsessed with girls and everything you do, and just like crazed in general, um, your art does get very good because you devote a lot of your time to that. But I don't know if that's always the case. Um, no, you were. 
but yeah, I think being in a relationship has definitely made me more normal feeling, you know, more level-headed. Having any sort of guarantee, you know, is great. Or reassuring, like, stability. That's always great. Um, it's probably made me more able to cope with that, you know. Damn, dude. I'm more able to cope with that instead of, like, having these two problems. You know, girls and future. Um, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong this semester, but something went wrong. And now I feel like I'm on a totally different... Or, like, not a good path. Like, my trajectory is going away from any sort of future I'd be okay with. That's tough to deal with and process and approach, you know? Especially when the best option right now seems to be avoiding it. But recently I've been really productive in trying to do something in my life. And I've been listening to a lot of uh, educational podcasts and getting back into geocaching and really sort of like investing myself in the world around me and history and something, even if it's not career related, something uh, tangible, um, like walking around New York, you know, and stocks I looked a lot into. I've looked into what else? I literally opened a uh, brokerage account today <laughs> and an investment account. All right, in a retirement account. Um, but anyway. Big feelings, this podcast. That's what the uh, place I work at. It's like, you're having a lot of big feelings right now. So dumb. But anyway, anyway. I'm going to go soon. It's like 49 minutes in. Good podcast length. In terms of me needing to get things done on top of it. Ah. Wait, okay. Earlier I had the conundrum of what I would actually do uh, tonight. Hi. And like what I had time for and all that. Uh, yesterday, seeing as how I slept into like 1 o'clock p.m. Didn't get start to get any work done until like 4 or 5 p.m. today. That was bad. I tried to wake up at 11 and just... I went to bed at 4. That's probably the problem. Um, but that, that's what I, when I keep getting high of keeping late. Ah! I keep finding time in my week. I could be doing something like working on getting to Avengers Endgame and watching the movies before the, uh, in the Marvel timeline that I haven't watched yet. So I could actually watch Endgame. Um, but I've not done that. I've... Uh, I don't know. The thing is, I can't predict when I'm going to waste my time. Or not waste, but when I'm going to do something that's non... That's extracurricular, you know? Um, and not on the schedule. Like, going out, getting high. Or... Hanging out with a friend. Huh? Not that I do that. What do I do? Oh, calling my girlfriend. Um, 
like unplanned but beneficial slash fun things I haven't planned. Going to get a geocache. Things that, uh, I don't know, help my soul, but not necessarily anything quantifiable. Like my grades or my money. And fuck, dude. It's annoying not having to deal with those things. Because you can't focus on the childlike human things, you know? It's just like this grid system. I just listened to the podcast where Josh and Clark from Stuff You Should Know, or is it someone else, talk to a uh, van dweller. Someone does. I think maybe the the Money podcast I was listening to. It's just there somewhere. I'm going to go. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. I just, currently the podcast is, uh, the future of the podcast is unknown. But it's probably going to get released because I enjoy this podcast too much and making this podcast too much um, to let it die completely, I think. And probably the same with writing. I felt like a lot of my plans right now are accounting for me leaving whatever plan I go for and falling back into writing. Um, uh, maybe not by choice, but that's how the plans are working out right now. And that's been making me, that's been the driving motivator behind me actually getting my things done and not worrying about it is knowing that I, like, I didn't make anything final yet, you know. But I'm Patrick and I'm lost. See you next time. Hello. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me at Patrick Screen Tea on Patreon, Discord, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, and Bandcamp. Patrick Screen Tea Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Instagram, at Patrick Green Tea without an S on Twitter. Supplemental materials like photos and text are available on our website, patrickscreentea.com. You can join our subreddit at r slash patrickscreentea. You can make comments on YouTube and on the website, and you can contact me directly at patrickscreentea at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day.